Hello, everyone. Welcome to Jack and Carter in the morning. Nights. Nights. <laughs> so this is actually the Pointless Void podcast, <laughs> a podcast where two friends and screenwriters get together and turn a dumb idea into a movie idea. Why did we start it by saying it's nights? Because it is actually currently one fifty-two in the morning. Almost 2 a.m. by the time we finish this episode. Three. Yep. This so is, this is where our minds fully come into 100% mode. Yeah. This I, is beast mode right now. Like after midnight is what I feel like I'm the most creative. Agreed. And also we were just having a fun time. We're about to go on like Christmas break from our school. Um, yep. When this comes out, it'll be quite a ways after Christmas. But at the time of recording, it's right before Christmas. And so we were like hanging out with friends and we were like, let's do an all nighter. They all gave up quitters. Losers. I say it. You and I are still hanging strong. And so we're like, let's make an, uh, let's make an episode. We are. Um, I hit it. I hit a wall right before this. I don't know if you can tell my did voice. You pass it? I did. I did. No, like I'm, I'm in the wall. Wait, you're in the wall right now. I no, I hit the wall. You hit the wall. You're Does just going I'm awake. It? Well, like, because when you stay up really late, you get to a point where you hit a wall where you're really, really tired. Oh, but if you okay. force yourself to stay up, you eventually pass it and you kind of stop being tired. Yep, for that's a what long I thought time. of. I hit a wall right before this, but right when we put on the headphones and the mic, I actually felt so awake. I'm actually yeah. pretty awake right I now. I feel like if you watch a movie late at night, which we just did, we were watching The Grinch, mm-hmm. um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's so tiring. And just watching a movie late, you just, you get tired. Even yeah. if you're not even that. Like, even if you haven't been up for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even you if you're tired. invested in it, too. Like, if it's a yeah. movie you love, like, still, it's just, bam. I remember a couple of days ago. Well, pff, might have been a few weeks ago now. We watched Parasite, and we started at, like, mm-hmm. 1 a.m. And such a good movie. But, man, I was so tired. Yeah, and you were you were in a comfortable position. And, yeah, no, it. I don't blame you for falling asleep. When it's a movie, especially that movie, it's a fantastic movie. One yeah. of my favorite movies. Easy. A lot to think about in that movie. But it is in a language that we both don't speak. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't blame you for falling asleep. But I was telling you this. There was times when I fell asleep and I was like, oh, I'll just listen to it. And I'm listening to it. And I felt like I was. <laughs> and you were coming up with your own. that actually, My own story. My own plot. And then I would be like, I, I don't speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I think that's happened to me before watching a foreign film uh-huh. where you fall asleep and you're like, yeah, I know it's happening. I can tell <laughs> even though I'm closing my eyes and all I'm doing is listening. Because I do that all the time Korean. with English movies. Right. So yeah. I'll, I'm like, I'll just listen mm-hmm. and I'll close my eyes for a bit. And but yeah, no, it's it's a real thing. It's true. So you haven't even seen that movie all the way through yet. I guess not. I was I, I was mean, awake for the most important parts. Yeah. I mean you you know what the And movie. I knew what was going on. You knew on. what the movie you you know every plot point of that yeah. movie. You didn't miss anything. I was in out, in out for like the end, like the beginning of act two to the midway. Like I was in out, in out, in out the entire time. And then you got to the exciting part. And then right then I stood up because I was like, okay, this just got really intense. And so I stood up and was standing watching the movie, not in my nice little love sack. I was in a love sack and I was just being hugged by a pillow god. Mm, I was in the love sack as well, in the same love sack. We were, were sharing we? it. Yeah, we were sharing. Oh, it. you're right. We were sharing the love sack. No, because I looked yeah, over yeah. you because there was a specific moment where it was like, oh, I just, I'm curious what Carter thinks about this moment. So I look over and he's just sleeping. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, great movie. Um, it is. So, what movie are we going to write today? Oh, today we're going to write a movie on one of our favorite board games on the current moment called mm-hmm. Splendor. Don't know if you've played it to our fans at home. 
It's a great... If you haven't played it, go check it out online. So um, great. You can play it on Steam, I found out. Oh, you can play so, it on Steam. Um, $9.99, $10 to play. Worth it. Which is definitely worth it if you mm-hmm. can get a group of people that are into it because it's a super fun strategy game. But it's like a lot of strategy games take like hours. Yeah. The beauty of this game, you can do a game in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. And and it's really fun. You can play multiple games, have different winners. And what it is, it's a game about... Well, actually, that's why we want to write a movie because there's kind of a lot of story involved in it, but they don't actually explain any of it. It's just mm-hmm. there's gems. You're a, You're like a rich somebody that's accumulating gems and wealth and... Um, attracting the attention of these nobles, these people that are higher up than you. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it is a really interesting concept. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. And there's so many places you can go with it. Yeah. And, and like I the, think. and the more you buy, the richer you get and the more, the more you buy, the easier it is to buy in the future. Yeah. Cause you already um, have like, cause you, the cards with you. Yeah. So should we Which explain the them. rules to the game? Yeah, or? I let's explain it just a little bit because I okay. just said what I said and I thought, mm, if you have not played that game, even if you have played that game, that was a terrible explanation. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> the game has pieces that are like poker chip shaped. There's blue, white, black, green, red. Is that all the colors? Yes. And so, and I just said colors, but like they correspond to actual real life gemstones, like diamonds are the white ones. Rubies are um, red. Rubies are red. Sapphires are blue. Emeralds are green. Um, uh, onyx are black. And then there's gold as well. That's, that's like a wild. Yeah. And so there's chips. There's like, how many chips of each type are there? Eight. Eight. I think. I actually do that not know. Right. That seems eight right. eight sounds right. Eight of each color, and then there's less gold. Yeah, but uh, actually, maybe there's more gold. No, there's less. There's gold. like half as much. There's not. There's not. There's uh, more than there four. There has to be more than eight. There's more than eight. Yeah, there are twelve. Maybe we'll go with twelve. Yeah. So what? That's not really that important. Yeah. I mean, if you play the game, it's important. But for our sake, it's not that important. And then you have cards. There's three levels of cards when it comes to expensiveness. So there's green. Um, Wait, what color are they in the in the the actual base game? That's what I'm actually looking up. So we've been playing, we were playing Marvel, Marvel edition, yeah. But I, like my parents and when I like I played it as a when I before I moved out of my parents' house, I played the like the original game. Same. I also have the expansion pack. There's an expansion. There is. Okay. There is. I've never played it though. We bought it one time because we loved the game and we were like, oh, this would be fun to play, but we never took the time to learn how to do the expansion. Oh. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so I found the official rule book of Splendor. Oh, perfect. There are seven of each and five gold. Okay, so there is less but not half. Yes. Um, 40 level one, 30 level two cards, 20 level three cards. And yeah, like the instructions are so small. There's only four pages to it. And it's so fast to understand once you get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So basically how the game is played is each person takes turns and they can do one of two things or one of three things. They can either um, take gems. Mm -hmm. They can either purchase cards with their gems 
or they can um, reserve a card, which is an interesting feature that I don't use very much, but for some strategies, it works really well. Like, for example, we played today, and our friend uh, Caitlin won. She was doing tons of reserving. She Um, was. She she really did a great... I did not have a good game today, and both of us did not have good games. She had a really great game. Her strategy worked out really well for her um, with reserving. But anyway, so what you do, like I said, there's seven of each type of gem that we discussed. And what you can do for a turn, if you want to take gems, you can take three of a three different kind, mm-hmm. or you can take two of the same. Um, and then there's cards that are laying out. There's four of each level that are visible at each moment. And they have, they have a gem at the top that's one of the colors. And then they have a price. So it will... For example, let's say it's like two diamond and one uh, onyx to buy that card. And then you have, and there's a emerald at top at the top. Yeah. And so if I was to, if I accumulated gems through my turns and I purchased that card, now I have a permanent emerald. I always have at least one emerald. Mm -hmm. And so as time goes on, you start to accumulate cards and you eventually don't even need the poker chips anymore. You just buy because all you have is cards and you have enough cards that are permanent that you can just keep buying more cards. And that's when you're able to buy higher level cards and the higher level cards start to be worth points. And then if you get like four, there's these things called nobles, which are people that they have like they they're like attracted to four rubies and four onyx, for example. Mm -hmm. And so if you end up having four ruby cards and four onyx cards, that and if you're the first person to do that, that noble is attracted to you and you get three points for that. Um, so again, read the in- instructions to the game if you were actually to play it because I didn't... like. It's hard to explain when you aren't sitting at the board game. And you don't have the cards and the poker tip. But that's kind of the basics of how you play the game. Yeah. And the first person to get 21 points wins. And the game starts off pretty slow because it's mostly just getting gems. And then because there's really not that many gems, you start out to run out of the thing you want. And then when people pay, obviously they put it back. And anyway, it's a really fun game, fun Mm -hmm. strategy game. My, my strategy is always to buy just the cheapest stuff and just keep buying it and keep buying it. And then eventually you're, you're rich enough that you can buy the more expensive stuff. Um, like for example, our friend Emily today, it was the first time she played, so I'm not blaming her, Yeah. but she kept like trying to buy like the most expensive cards and she spent like the whole game trying to get one card. Mm -hmm. And then by the time she finally did, she had one blue card. And by that point I had like 15 cards. You had a bunch of cards. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin had even more than me. I I think you had more than me as well. I, I don't remember actually the number, but so Anyway, there's just lots of strategy to this game. And I think it would be a really interesting story. I think it would be too. Another funny thing, when we played it this morning, well, we just played it this night actually. Um, one of our friends is a huge Marvel nerd. <laughs> and the char- how Marvel Splendor works is on the Emerald card, it's a character. Yeah, and yeah. Their downfall was they loved the characters, and so they would so save she up would, to buy the characters. She would save up because she's like, "Well, but I want Captain Marvel." It's like, do cool, you need but Captain do you Marvel? Need the Captain Marvel card? Do you need a um? And 
and in in the Marvel edition, the stones are not rubies, emeralds, diamonds. They're the Infinity Stones. Yeah. So it's like, did you need the Power Stone? No, you actually didn't. Mm-hmm. But you wanted Captain Marvel, and so that's why she always loses. Is yeah. Because I wonder if she played the ri- the original Splendor, if she would actually do better. She would. Because she wouldn't be a tied down by these characters on the cards. And, and she just likes like, looking at them. She doesn't like, she doesn't look, and I'm not, this sounds like we're talking bad about her. Like she's not some dummy, but like, no, it was just funny. She I pays just more hilarious. attention to the artwork and the characters than she does to the actual, like what, yeah. what is on the card. Yeah, no, it was just and funny. how it will benefit. And she her. knew she was doing it too. She even told us, she's like, I don't really care. Like, I just kind of want Captain Marvel. We're like, well, all right. <laughs> but like, like for example, Kate Bishop, the card for that character is like the worst card because it's not worth points and it's expensive to get. And it's very expensive to buy. And there's, there's cards in that in the real game. Like some cards are really good. Some cards are not as good. And so it's just the luck of the draw who gets the opportunity to buy it first. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, but Kate Bishop, because she loves the Hawkeye show, that's the card she's going for when there's so many other like good cards game wise that she could be going for. Yeah. But she's like working to get Kate Bishop. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I like the base game. That's, Agreed. My, that's my favorite. I like the way Agreed. it looks. Agreed. It's, I was just looking at it again. I was on their instructions because I'm like, it's been a while since I've played the base game that I forgot what it looked like. But now I get it. I remember. And the places you buy are like collectors. They're like different places. Almost like you're buying land. Yeah. So that's kind of what I I was thinking. I think it's something that's going into the movie movie. as well. So, so so I think our main characters, and I don't know if there's multiple main characters are wealthy or maybe they're not wealthy, but they let's, what if they like inherited some money? Yeah. They inherited some money and then they use it to, you know, to buy a mine, mm-hmm. say, and then that mine is producing diamonds for them. And, and that's like, that's why they, that's why now we have a permanent diamond, right? Because now we own an asset and that asset is a diamond mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know what I mean? So it? it's like our character is, is a business person and is expanding their yeah. empire to the point where they get the attention. Mm-hmm. Of the higher class. Of the nobles, which come in and give them more points. Who are the other players, though? So are there multiple? That's what I'm saying. Could it be a family? A family that inherited. Inherited, and they all split up. They all split up and are trying to create their own empire. Create their own empire. But are all kind of bumping into each other and getting in each other's way. Right. Now, are we thinking this more like a comedy or like... I don't a know. Drama, you know what I mean? Because I could see this almost as a comedy. Because I'd like to do a comedy, but I could also see this being like a really cool movie, like a, like a, like a fictional universe type movie. Yeah, that's like taken seriously, right? Because just because of like the wealth and the treasure, like that's just kind of cool and compelling in and of itself. No, it is for sure. But obviously, comedies are fun to I write, think, and yeah, no, both I think could go pretty well just i don't know if before a, we get more into the movie has a board game movie ever been made yes clue of course that's an iconic classic one. classic yes that's a great movie um i'm trying to think of anything else i don't think so i know video games into movies all the time yeah 
Let's see. Board games into movies. It might just be Clue. Clue was a fantastic. How is it never done? I mean, Clue was, I mean, it was ripe for a movie. It was perfect for a movie. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Okay. Ouija. <laughs> well, fair. Battleship. <laughs> was that a movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they considered Jumanji. I don't know if I would. I don't consider that. No, but could you, well, yeah, Jumanji, but could you consider Battleship because any war movie that uses yeah. freaking Top Gun Maverick could be a Battleship movie because they use the, the, uh, aircraft carriers. Right. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. They're making, oh, of course they made one in the two thousands, but they're making a new one with Chris Pine, which looks like it'll be pretty good. Okay. Ever made, well, the Pokemon movies. And Pokemon oh. in the anime. Yep, that's true. That, that was a, well, that was actually a video game first. It was a card game after it was a video game. Was it really? It was, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. You know, something interesting about Nintendo, because um, Pokemon is Nintendo. Nintendo started out as a card game in Japan. Like an ancient, not ancient, but um, very, like very, a very old company game in, in Japan. And then they expanded to be to make more games, and then eventually video games. And now, That's of course, cool. they're the biggest video game company, or the most well known, probably. I would say worldwide well known. Worldwide well known. Yeah. And with the most known characters, I'm pretty sure Pokemon is the biggest franchise. I think it ever. Is. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, I played Pokemon, and so I never played the game ever. I've never played the video game. I've only played the card game. Mm, I've, I never, I've had the cards because you know they're like they're objectively cool yeah um i never thought of it as valuable now nowadays people are like selling them for lots of money but like i just you know the artwork is cool they're fun to look at i never played right. the game i actually really enjoyed the game it was pretty it's pretty clever and it's basic too but there's also a lot of strategy to it mm-hmm. and so it, so in the card game for example if you had a charman or Charizard. Yeah, Charm- Charmander's the smallest, right? Yes. So if you have a Charmander, do you... Charmander, Charmeleon. Do you Charizard. have to have a Charmeleon and a Charizard? Yep. So that you can actually play the full evolution? Yep. You need to get all stages of the evolution. Um, Yeah. And so you can't just have like a stage... You can't have just a Charizard in your deck. You could, but it's kind of worthless because... Because if you don't have a Charmander and a Charmeleon? Yep. It wouldn't be able to do anything. Same with... Pikachu only has... Pikachu is actually a base stage. Um, Raichu is the second stage of it. Yeah. They actually, they made... Yeah, they, they made a baby version of Pikachu later. Yes. I believe so. But... And so, that stuff... They, it kind of... Sh- they've shied away from that a little bit. Now it's more... Um, like V and V maxes. So, it's only like one evolution instead of like three... Yeah. To get it. But the cards cost more money. They're pretty expensive. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder, do they have they ever made like a Magic the Gathering series or... Not that I could find. I'm sure they wrote novels or something. I mean, Magic, Magic the Gathering is pretty big, right? Yeah, there's a pretty big lore to it. Have you ever played Magic? I haven't. I... I've, oh, Warhammer, kind of. Oh, of course. Magic. Is that a game? Though? I feel like that's like more of like a. It's a role play story. Yeah, universe. It's well, like, it's kind of like D and D though. Yeah, it's more similar to D and D. But isn't it more books even than game? Like it was game second. I think it was. 
I, I don't know, actually. I mean, because isn't the lore of Warhammer like something like, um, it's like a futuristic English society of, do you know anything about it? Because I don't really know either. Nope, I know nothing. But I think it's something like that war kind of like took over the world. And obviously I could be 100% wrong about this, but this is what I think it is and what I've heard. And then there's these stories that come out of like what the world is like post like wartime and like the powerful kingdoms that have existed and stuff like that afterwards. So it feels like it existed like medieval times or before that, but it's actually future. I think that's what Warhammer is. Really? I guess. And I think it takes place in England. And it's also a little steampunk, isn't it? Yeah. Style. Yeah. Steampunk. Um, the magic, the gathering is actually making a TV show on Netflix. Interesting. Is what they said. It's be in production or is it post-production still? I believe it's still in post-production. Cool. Yep. I wonder if that could be good. Like they put so much money in, um, game of Thrones, of course. Um, and Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, the Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings movies, the um, what? What's the new show? The We Live Time. Well, that is yes, but the the Game of Thrones prequel. What's that one called? House of Dragon. That's what, yeah. I couldn't think of what it was called. I knew it was something Dragon. Yeah, House of Dragon. Like they're putting like yeah. fantasy is something. Fantasy's that, coming back. Fantasy is something that people like it sells. It makes money. It does. Studios are making money from fantasy, especially well-made the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Some of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If they threw some money at the magic, the gathering show, it can, people make would watch it. Yeah. People 100%. would talk about it. People would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not actually super into fantasy. I'm not in particular. I do love Lord of the Rings though. Like I'm into Lord of the Rings. I wouldn't say I'm into fantasy. If yeah. that makes sense. I I want to get into um into House of Dragon because I don't really want to get into Game of Thrones. It's so long and there's like eight yeah. seasons of it. Plus I know that it ends bad because that's what everyone says. Right. But I would get into House of Dragon because it's a brand new show and mm-hmm. it's only one season in. Yeah. Um, I need to do that soon. Yep, because if I don't, then it will be quite a few seasons in, just like how Game of Thrones happened and I missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord of the Rings show, I was actually excited for it because Lord of the Rings was so good. Obviously the movies and then the show, I, I did get into it. I watched a few episodes. Yeah. But then I kind of gave up. Really? Cause they're like an hour long commitment to watch an episode. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't watch a lot. Of, I don't watch a lot of stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stopped watching it. No, I get that. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. Yes. Yeah. My brother and it my was family good. has, and they love it. No, it was great. Yeah. The stuff I saw, the few episodes, I think I got three episodes in. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was super well made. I was compelled by the story. There was characters that I really liked and cared about what happened to them. I, I just need to start watching it again. I'll probably do it over Christmas when I have yeah. nothing to do. Right. Cause we have a three week Christmas break from school. We do. We have a long Christmas break. I don't know why it's so long. How long is your, the Christmas break for the school you, or you work at? Yeah. So I work at, at a elementary school and we only have like a week and a half. Oh, so you have to come back. 
Um, I thought it was two weeks. And so I already booked my plane tickets and they're like, you're fine. Okay. But they get off halfway through this week and then they come back. Oh, that's um, why you're staying here an extra week. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have three, but you have two. Exactly. Okay. Which, you're not coming back to school. I mean, you are eventually, but not this semester. Yeah. Good old working. taxes screwing you over. Yeah. Just part of the deal. Don't worry. I'll steal some signs to make up for it, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That, that's an interesting should we say that get your roommates arrested not that it's actually going to get them arrested yeah they're not getting arrested <clears throat> everyone um, does it literally everybody here has stolen signs in their apartment but i'll just say this we do have stolen signs in our apartments yeah so i'm sitting in carter's apartment right now because all his roommates are already gone for christmas and in the room i'm currently sitting in there's one two three only four. Oh, five. no four four signs that have just been like they went and took tools and just took them off yep. the street and they, they have them. one that it says, what does it say? Welcome to Richfield or not? Welcome to Richfield. It says it's just a highway sign. It's a highway sign mm-hmm. telling people what city they're in. And it's massive. It's huge. When it sits on the ground, it, it covers the, not the entire floor, but it stretches from one wall to the other wall. It does. I don't. I don't know how they got that. And they one. just they, they try, just drove up with a truck, took it down, and brought it here. What are you talking about? It was Walmart. Yeah, they bought That's it. That's what I tell sure. They bought it. <laughs> and everyone comes in like, "Where did these come from?" Walmart. I mean, yeah. they don't know where we are. So, but the truth is, they freaking just took it down. Yeah, and I know most most people I know still signs like that's a huge thing that I didn't know until yeah. Or like your bathroom has like a women's and men's sign that was taken from. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what. I have no idea either. <laughs> or uh, pl- employees are required to wash their hands before they return to that work. That's a good one. I like that one. That was stolen from somewhere. Borrowed. They're planning on giving it back. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. I think it's cool, but. No, yeah. No, they're not. I don't like these signs. I like I like the bathroom signs. I think those are funny. Yeah. No, those ones are good. But the street signs, I don't really care for it to be funny. I this like was, that one. This one over here says 420. They changed it to say 420. Yep. <laughs> what kind of a, what is that sign actually? Um, it's for like hazardous. I, I think it's a construction sign actually. That you can, that has changeable numbers. Yeah. And they, I, they made it say 420. And changeable thing. That fire thing can change too to show oh, what it's. What the hazard is. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know where they got that one. That one's a mystery. <laughs> this one says this area is under 24 hour surveillance. That's a fun one. That one's pretty cool. We have a cow and we have no train horn. <laughs> yeah. We switch them out like every two weeks. Cool. Yeah. It's a pretty fun time. So let's move on. So to Splendor. Our, so that's what I'm, so that's kind of where I wanted to go with it is because fantasy does sell. Like this could actually be a show like magic oh. the gathering. Okay, like I'm I, with you now. Yes, I, it could be. Splendor, it would be cool that, to take place in a Lord of the Rings type world. Yeah. You know, I we agree. could be you could be trading with goblins and crap like that. Like Oh, I see what you mean. I I don't know if you want to go that direction, but that's a direction that's I think that's a good direction. Have we ever written have we ever tried attempted to come up with a fantasy, fantasy story? Movie. And I say we do one off of Splendor. Yeah. Cause what's fun what one of the reasons why we specifically pick Splendor is it's easy to explain and there's not a lot of story behind it. There's almost no story behind but it. But there's lots of artwork that implies yeah. mm-hmm. a world. Right. It implies a big world. Exactly. 
And so there's a lot of material to work with, but with not a lot of stories. So we kind of have this ability to maneuver our way through what we want. What company owns the copyright to Splendor? I have no idea. Do, are there like big game companies that make a lot of board there games? There is. Because like video games, you know, obviously you have the big companies. You have Blizzard. You have, I don't even know game companies, but like. Um, I can't, I can think of their logos. I can't, Hasbro, Mattel, Ravensburger is big. Um, Vizier Games. Space Cowboys? <laughs> yes. What games do they, they make a few ones that I've actually played. Space Cowboys make Splendor. That's interesting. Oh, Rio Grande Games. They make some good ones. Um, Days of Wonder. They have awesome games. My family and friends growing up, we were big board game people. Okay, so Space Cow- Splendor is Space Cowboys' biggest oh, game. Is this Space Cowboys that does Splendor? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, time. So they also made a game called Space Cowboy. Um, yeah, and then they made a game. Time Stories is a Sherlock Holmes detect- detective game, um, an investigative game, and then Space. Cowboy 2? <laughs> oh, this the, oh, so they have a Space Cowboy board game and a Space Cowboy video game. And then they have Time Stories, which is the Sherlock Holmes, and then Splendor. So they don't have that many games. Okay, so they done, so they're not a very huge, big company. They've done Unlock, The Escape Room Adventure. We've played, I've played those before. Um, I have not done Skull. I'm trying to look. Kalis. They made Kalis. And so Kalis is a really good game. Okay, so this makes a lot of sense because on the cards, it says Marvel Space Cowboys. And I was thinking that, oh, is this the, like, I'm trying to think of the word, comic book that it came in was like Uh, a Space Cowboy because it was like Star-Lord is what I first saw it on. And then I'm like, there's multiple with it. I'm like, this is so weird. I didn't even know Marvel had a, comic book series of space cowboys like this doesn't make any sense and so now yeah that's now it does that's the game yeah cool cool i mean they're a big enough company that they were able to license marvel yeah no definitely and splendor unlock like i played a few of their games they're pretty i wonder how profitable a successful board game is Ooh, they can be pretty settlers of Catan. that game have you ever played settlers Catan? i have okay I wonder how much I'm get. It's millions. I mean, because it's not. I mean, it's not like a video game. I mean, video games are obviously just way more profitable. Because once you buy it, like you, they can keep getting you to pay more for, um, skins or you know, like uh, in-game purchases, mm-hmm. and that's where they make all their money. Yeah. So. I ready for the sales of Catan Maker is being sold for $1.4 billion. Okay. So, I mean, obviously it's making them good money. I mean, if a lot of people buy it, obviously sells, sells equal money, obviously. But is that why there's so many expansion packs to popular games? Yeah, I think so. Is Catan still popular? Yes. <laughs> and then they make different, um, Versions of it well as well, you know, like 
you have the dice game, you have the card game, you have the actual board game. And then within the board game, every few years, they do a different like art design for it. You know, they mm-hmm. switch up the art design and maybe a rule or two, but not really, you know? Yeah. Have you ah, ever been to a game store? I there? said, you know, we've discussed this before of things that I say all the time. Carter, yeah, he, he finally listened to an episode of himself uh, and he realized. Because <laughs> I used to hate listening to myself and then I was listening. I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. And now there's one thing that I say all the time, and it's you know. I, I think I'm I could have told you that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Not, it's not that annoying. It's fine, but you do say it a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You no, say yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 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 yeah no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but what you're gonna say? Is I there? Just, if, I was asking if you ever been to a game store. Yes. Many times. They're fun. They're so much fun. It's. Have you ever met someone that's like truly a vid, uh, not a video game, a board game nerd? Yeah. Cause like you go to the game store and they have like, you know, they have like a whole section in the back of just mm-hmm. tables. And like, if you go there at the right time, there's like tournaments going on, which is cool. But it's like, there's all these games that these people are like deep into. Yeah. They've played hundreds of hours of this board game with their friends. Like, I've never, up until this year, I've never played a board game with a friend. Really? Board games were something you did with your family. Me and my friends growing up, we played board games all the time. I like board games. Game night is something that I, it's one of my favorite things. That's my favorite night is game night. Now, Uh nowadays. But I didn't do that when I was younger. Board games was something that's like, when my family had nothing to do, we didn't want to watch another movie. We'd be like, Hey, do you want to pull out Splendor? Was a very popular one. We'd pull out Splendor. We'd pull out Carcassonne. We'd pull out Carcassonne. So um, good. What are the good games? We we have this game that I've never seen anywhere else. It's not in. It's not ever in game stores. It's a game called Dread Pirate. Never heard of it. And it's the coolest game ever because the board is like cloth. Oh, and it like look and it's big. Or it's not that big. Like you can put it on a normal table and it looks like an old pirate's map. That's pretty cool. And you have these ships that are like metal that are really cool. They all look, they're all the same mold, but they're all different colors. Mm-hmm. And you each own a land and there's like a land full of rubies, a land full of emeralds, a land full of sapphires and a land full of diamonds. Or they're not, they're not actually called that. They're just like marbles that are, red, blue, green, and white. Yeah. And then there's a land in the middle called the dread Island, the dread pirate land, or it's not called that. That's not what it's called. (laughs) I think it's called dread Island, dread Island and dread Island is full of gold doubloons. Okay. And they're really cool. Like metal, like they're just really cool pieces. Mm -hmm. Like they've like when I was a kid, like I, you thought it was real gold. Yeah. That a really cool thing. And so you go around, you roll dice and you travel around the ocean and you go to the land and then you challenge the pirate that owns that land to mm-hmm. see how much of that treasure you can take. Yeah. And then um, you, you can, if you also, if you run into one of the ships, like the other players, you can scrimmage them t- and f- to take money out of their bag. Yeah. So that's how the gameplay, but once you get every color, of gem in your bag, you're allowed to go to dread Island. And once you go to dread Island, you're, you be, there's a flag there that you put in your ship. If you're the first person to show up there. And that means you're the dread pirate. 
And the Dread Pirate gets to roll two dice instead oh. of one. I like it. And so you, you're a lot faster. And so if you run into another ship, that ship is allowed to scrimmage you. But the Dread Pirate gets an extra dice. Yeah. So they have an advantage. But if you beat the Dread Pirate, you they, become the Dread Pirate. And so you get the advantage. Anyway, this game is super fun, but I cannot find it anywhere. Dread Pirate. I've never heard of it. Yeah, and so I, that, that was one we would my family would play all the time. We used to have one called Pirates of Pirate Cove. Pirates Cove. Um, kind of similar to that. Um, I loved it. Super fun. Merchants and Marauders. That one would take hours. And then a lot of board games I've played were actually fantasy games. Now that we're kind of discussing that, there's a Lord of the Ring board game called Rings of Power. No, Rings oh, of War. My, what's up? I I found it. You found it. A hundred and twenty dollars for this game. Is dread? that a lot for a video game or a board game? Yes. Yeah, just type dread dread pirate. Dread pirate game. First thing that pops up. Doesn't that look like a cool game? <laughs> the bookshelf edition. Like it comes in this book. And it's cool because you each person has like a colored bag that's like it just feels fancy and felt and it just feels like a really fun it's just a great game. That's cool. This is what you're looking at, right? Yeah, that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Now I, I feel like I looked for it before and it wasn't available, but it is now. There you go. After this podcast, there's their prices are just gonna <laughs> Skyrock. Go through the roof. All right, so let's uh let's try to give a little bit of a plot to Splendor with the movie. <clears throat> let's see. What does the word Splendor mean? Shiny. Something of great worth. Okay. I looked it up. Just, oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I looked it up when we were earlier today when we discussed like, oh, we should do a movie on this. I was like, what does Splendor even mean? And I looked it. So you had the same thought as me. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's kind of obvious. Just kind of so that doesn't jewels, really give right. us any story ideas. Mm-hmm. And so nobles, ah, I feel like nobles should be a big part of it. I feel like the nobles are like pretty oppressive over this land. Yeah. They, you know, they they own all the land. They control everybody. I mean, this is real life. Like this is how England existed, and right. a lot of countries. And that's I mean that's why America the country started to exist is because we didn't because not we, I wasn't there, but like (laughs) the American people that founded the, the country didn't like that. Yeah. And so the nobles and the Kings, they rule everything. So I imagine how many nobles are in the game. You can have four at a time. There's four at a time, but there's like quite a bit more available because the game is totally different. Every time you play, is there eight? There's probably eight. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's like eight separate kingdoms, so to speak. And each is run by these nobles. And so we, I feel like our character starts as a, just, you know, a serf, a nobody. And then he slowly gains his rank. What I almost think maybe. Well, yeah. Where does he gain his first wealth? Cause I don't want Cause I, at the beginning I had mentioned that maybe he inherited it and we had talked like the, the whole family inherited it and there's some butting of heads, but is there possible that he maybe just found, he has some land, right? Not a lot. Well, if he's a scuff, he doesn't own any land. Well, yeah, exactly. No one owns land. Here's maybe a good idea. 
What if he's working on someone's land, right? A noble, whatever. And he finds jewels, like a cave, finds jewels in their land, and he starts smuggling it out. Yeah, or he becomes like... um, Mm -hmm. And what I think is, instead of getting the nobles on your side, maybe, because you get a certain amount, and you get a noble card, and it gives you victory points. What if when you get that certain amount, you end up taking over as the noble? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I imagine, imagine it's like he starts... He starts a business of some sort where he's kind of an underground thing where he's providing for people and obviously they're paying him in some way. And then eventually he gets so powerful that the noble eventually has to come to has him. Has to come to him. Mm-hmm. Because he, even they have to. Yeah. Or something. I don't know what. I, I'm trying to think of what that business would be. That would be in realistic that and that would be interesting. Right. You see, my history of that town, I'm trying to think of what could even possibly be acceptable. Is it illegal or is it illegal? Legal or illegal? Legal or illegal? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. illegal. I mean, I'm thinking it's illegal. Yeah, he's he's doing something behind this noble's backs. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun to have the idea that somehow he's stealing from them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Yes. He's stealing from them and he gets so much power. They need to come to him. Yes. Because if he starts off something small, the only way that he could ever get anything is illegal at that time period, you know? Yeah, you you can't. You can't j- truly g- get up in the world without, yeah, without che- doing cheating and lying and, yeah, yeah. So, but what is it that he's doing? That's cheating and lying. So I, I, I mean, I like the fact that he's stealing from these nobles, but to ma- like in the game, you're purchasing things. Like what? I just don't understand, or not that I don't understand. How do we tie that to what is happening in the story? Like, how does purchasing something make him more, more of what he was before? That one's hard. I do not know. Because mm. he's purchasing the land that has the... Because I was looking at some of the cards. Some of it is land or mines that you can get the emeralds from. Some of the other ones were actually like ships. And so he was, I don't know, maybe he was going out as well, trading. I mean, and how much time is going on? Is going on. I mean, what it so... A lot. Also, a lot of the places seem to be taking place, not just in one location. Yeah, like for example, like I'm pretty over. sure there's like an elephant at one point, uh-huh. and and camels in another photo, um, and and rolling hills and and desert. I don't know if there's desert, but I think there is. <clears throat> and there's flatlands and mountains, and one of them's actually in a city. One of the cards, one of the top ones. So it's yeah. all over the place. So it's not like he's stuck. 
yeah wherever his noble is so i feel like he he probably escapes being a serf not that they're actually slaves it's just that like they can leave technically yeah but uh, like if they do they have nothing mm. and so they don't they just stay and they work for the noble or whatever but i i'm at, I, I feel like he like he goes to china and and society is different there yeah, I don't. I don't know what it was like in China, but according to this story, there is a way to he, that he could make his way up. Mm-hmm. Like he started to. I don't know what business could he have done in China that would have been successful. I mean, at that point, what it is is a Silk Road, and so merchants. Were so one he's of the selling. Top ones. He's selling spices to the, to the no, the very nobles yeah. that he was under before. Mm-hmm. He's going in, getting spices from China bringing them. He could go to a different place as well, maybe somewhere in Africa. Yeah, and, and it's not that he's just doing, but yeah, he, he starts to expand his business. Mm-hmm. And then we we get to a point where he has a thriving business that can run without him yeah. in China. And so he moves his way over to India mm-hmm. and he works and builds and again, starts from scratch and gets down there with his own hands and eventually has employees and is able to expand again. And now he has another thriving business and that each of those businesses are representative of the cards in the game. Yeah. Like one card, like the, the card with the onyx stone is his Chinese business mm-hmm. that he built over five years. I mean, cause if he started like, let's say started when he was 16 years old, Five years. By the time the by the time the movie ends, he's thirties, whatever, maybe forties. So do do you like that idea of him traveling the world and just creating business? I I mean, I I actually do like that a lot. I do. I'm just trying to think if we need to like. What is that a good movie? Like how? (laughs) We just had to find a conflict with it, and then I think the idea of it, of him traveling everywhere, is a good one. Yeah, and I. But what is? The conflict more than just, I know something bad has to happen. Up. Something has to be because obviously, on. like just him succeeding. Um, before we get to the conflict, I just was thinking that like the noble. So again, there's there's lots of nobles in the game, but I feel like we need to focus at least on his. Yeah. And I feel like his business has become so successful that his nobles start or the noble starts to hear about it and wants in. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a reason he left in the first place. Is he in debt? Which is, well, no, because if he escaped to China, he could easily just escape to China without, you know. Yeah, anything. they wouldn't be able to catch him. But I like it. His first noble sees it, and he starts going after it as well, like butting heads. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, or, tr- or tries to compete against him or, uh, yeah, I don't know. So how are we going to do this one in the fantasy? Ask. I mean, that's. Because I feel like we kind of branched back to almost more like realistic. Historical. Historical. I kind of, I, I started to like a historical angle maybe more. Mm-hmm. I think it goes more with the game. Like, I think the game was. Because that way, mm-hmm. if we were to actually go and write this film, we could do a lot of historical research about what people were actually doing. Yeah. Say in China, what was being successful, who was rising up in the social class mm-hmm. in China. And then we could do in India. I feel like that would be an interesting 
angle. Yeah. And so I'd rather go historical than making up an, its own land. No, agreed. Agreed. And I think it goes more with the game as well. Yeah. And so he has this big bad noble starts noticing him. What's your favorite? No, my favorite noble in the game is the guy that just straight up looks uh, like King Henry. I have no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> I played it twice without this Marvel edition. Okay. Before getting here. Dang it, why did it do that? And I've never looked. Do they put names on them? Because the Marvel edition is no, actually No, they just have locations. pictures. Okay. Because I was going to say the Marvel edition has locations with names. I think they're like real people though. Maybe. Maybe not. Just one of the guy looks a because lot Because one like of the guy is straight up King Henry. I remember that one. I know which one you're talking about because it looks like one of his, like one of the most famous like paintings. Because there's this woman with red hair and a red dress and like a big floofy neck thing. Yeah. There's like a bishop, like a priest um, of, of some, cler- like a clergyman. But then, yeah, one of them, it is a photo. Fo- I mean, there was no photographs of King Henry. But like what paintings look like of King Henry, like that is King That Henry. is him. There's a nun here. There's like a some kind of a somebody. I don't know. People of these are also people of different countries. It seems like like this guy seems Roman. This guy seems Spanish from Spain, England. So, so anyway. where where are the different places he travels to? I like the idea. China, India. Do we? I say we go Spain. Now that you said that, I think that'd be a fun place to go to. Definitely. So China, Spain. Where is he from? England. England, classic. And then maybe somewhere in France or Italy. Yeah. Because I think each location should be represented as one of the different gems. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like the so it's on- not really gems per <clears throat> se. What we yeah. go into, but each gem is represented as a different location. Yeah. So is, is Onyx... I'm, I'm actually curious. Let's look up where... Like where gems are more commonly found. I actually where think it's India. Where are rubies most found? Rubies are most found in Australia. Has a lot of rubies. Fascinating. Really? But uh, we're looking at China. We're looking at Thailand, India, Korea, um, and then Australia for some reason, and then a, a few places in Africa, South Africa. Um, where are diamonds or Africa? Okay. What country has the most sapphires? India. India okay. has the most sapphires. So I feel like he goes, so China would be the rubies. Yep. India would be the sapphires. Russia has lots of diamonds. I mean, there's also there diamonds go. in Brazil and Canada. What the heck? What's another, what's the black one called? Um, Onyx, I, th- I believe. Onyx. I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. O-N-Y-X? Yes, O-N-Y-X. O-N-Y-X, origin. I guess. All. Yemen, Brazil, Canada, China, Germany. Wow, it's crazy how many places...
So, so, kind of a so we have that two places cool. in Asia. We have India. We have China. China. So Australia. Let's say there's lots of gems in Australia. So in, we could pick. We just pick one. Okay. And here's Africa. what I say: Onyx um, was used a lot in Egypt. Okay. They found him in Egypt. I'd love to see him go to Egypt. Is they said onyx was used in Egypt as early as the second dynasty to make bowls and other pottery items. So that's one place you could go to to represent that gem, Egypt. Okay. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Australia is a really hard place to get to historically yeah. <laughs> because it's you know it's kind of a, a no it's literally nowhere it's nowhere yeah and so I feel like that would be a just a fun place. It would be pretty cool. I think we could do a fun story with that one, him traveling. Okay, is this is this a series? That's what I'm feeling like. I because there's a lot. Way, there's a lot here. I think we'd go more serious. In a movie form, I could, could definitely see this. I could definitely see this as a series because Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, so much and to fit in. you you build up the villain as the series goes on and the villain being the noble and the nobles. Because especially in a series, you have more time to set up exposition. I think it would even work better because the reason he leaves is pretty simple. He just wants a better life, right? Yeah. And he slowly gets it, gets it. And then as the series goes on, we don't need to rush it so fast because in a movie you have to, you know? And I yeah. felt like it would have to rush it pretty quickly. But this one, like realistically you can speaking, build, you can, you you can, can make, build it. Yeah. You can build you it up. You have a few episodes of him building up businesses yeah. in, in each place. And I feel like as time goes on, he gets, obviously he's getting wealthy. He's becoming mm-hmm. recognized. He's becoming somebody that people want to get rid of. I mean, when like, you yeah. know what I mean? When you have wealth, there's lots of people that don't like you or want what you have. Mm-hmm. And so then that could be a conflict as people are trying to kill him and get because rid of him. he is a very wealthy, powerful man or person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think this could be a really interesting um, series, even if it's only like seven or eight episodes. Yeah, little mini series. Um, episode two, I think this one definitely qualifies. For I think the we second get an episode, episode two. Yeah, because I think this we is have really like the main interesting to me. You know, we have we, we, we have the news. barest of bones right now, but I I am really enjoying. I really do like this idea. Splendor. Idea and Splendor is just such a great name. It is for it. Splendor. It's so good. Yeah. Because the person with nothing gaining their, their splendor, their wealth, their, mm-hmm. they're shining. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously like an underdog story as well. Oh yeah. That people can, can relate to, but then also it gets to a point where he becomes not relatable anymore. Yeah. He becomes, because he becomes even more powerful than the people we dislike, the nobles that we dislike. Right. That's true. Never thought of that. Most underdogs become to a point where they're unrelatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for, for, like for example, um, comedians, uh, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, Ellen DeGeneres, they made millions of dollars by telling jokes that were relatable comedy. Mm-hmm. Comedy for the everyman. I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just like you. But because he was so successful at that, he got to a point where Jerry Seinfeld is not just like me. 
Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld lives in a penthouse. No. In, <laughs> he owns many mansions. He can drive whatever car he wants. He can send his kids to any school in the world that yeah. he wants. Um, funny story. There's actually a alternative school in the city I grew up in called Alzar. And this school, you go there and they teach you like, you have like math class, you have English class, but like a lot of stuff is taught outside and they teach you kayaking and they take, they, they send you to Ch- Chile for school. Like it's they have of, a campus in Chile. Really? And they, everyone lives in yurts and they shower outside. And this is a school. Jerry Seinfeld sent his daughter there. Really? Jerry Seinfeld like was in my town for like a bit. And it was like, everyone was talking about it. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Which town was this one? Cascade. Cascade. So if you want to go to the Alzar school, it's pretty cool. Kind of sounds like the school Wednesday goes to in the Netflix series. <laughs> kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not, in a weird there's not way. werewolves there and crap, but no, it's like yeah. <laughs> a weird alternative school that. Yeah. Alternative high school. My, uh, my cousin, Roxanne, is she in an episode? Of, no, she's not in an episode of this. She's in a different podcast that I did years ago. But anyway, she went to the school the first year. Really? It's trial year, basically. Wow. And they're uh, they're like 15 years in now. Wow. That can't, that can't be real. There, it can't be that long. Maybe it is. What the heck? I'm old now. Um, <laughs> but you know, the school, like I actually, my dad is a, cons- is a, owns a construction company and I built the house for the people that own that school. Like they built it on their campus. This massive house. Really? That's kind of cool. Yeah. So wait, is the house, the people who own the school, but they, where they go to. Yeah. Okay. So the house is where the owners live. Yeah. It's also part of the school too. Like the downstairs, it's, it's a hippie school. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but <laughs> Um, and Jerry Seinfeld's daughter, Jerry went there. Seinfeld's daughter went there, but that's what I'm saying is like now Jerry Seinfeld, he can send his daughter wherever he wants. It's an expensive school. Yeah. I bet the only reason my cousin went is it was a trial. Well, not that it was a trial, oh. but because, because it's in cascade, they like to give scholarships to people in cascade. Uh-huh. So every year there's like two or three students from my high school that end up disappearing because they went to the Elzar school <laughs> and she was one of them and she, she was one of them. Cool. So respect. Yeah, it's a, uh, anyway, but yeah, so, and, and Ellen DeGeneres is the same thing. She even had a special called relatable or she talked about how she's not relatable anymore, but, and like how, uh, it's, it's so relatable. Like I forgot my towel. And so I had to like get, step on a hand towel and like scoot. And she's like, I kept scooting and scooting and scooting. And then the joke was that her bathroom is so big. That she like because she's so rich. That, <laughs> That's actually pretty. Or funny. Oh, uh, oh, so relatable. Like when you walk by your six Tonys, or yeah, like <laughs> you stub your toe and then you oh, fall and you look up and you see your two Tony awards on the like on that. The wall. That was the joke. Was yeah. Or that was her special. And then right after that, it became a point where we found out that Ellen is like apparently mean or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole other thing. But like you hear. When this is being recorded, Twitch recently passed away. What? Twitch? Yeah. the mu- His music, her music, dude. Did you not know this? Wait, who's Twitch? Sorry. Uh, the one that works with the Ellen. He was oh. the music one. He committed suicide. Oh, my gosh. How old was he? 40. Oh. And he had, a ki- he had like two kids and a wife. 
It's so sad. I know. That really is terrible. I hate when people, well, when young people die, it's really sad, but especially when they have people that rely on them or people that care about them. Right. I mean, everyone has people that care about them, hopefully, but. No, it's true. But. No, that is, that's really sad. I didn't know that. Yeah. Speaking of Ellen. But anyway, Splendor. Yeah. That's, that, that, <laughs> the only reason I brought that up is because that's what I'm saying. Like our character gets to a point where he isn't the underdog anymore. Yeah. Almost kind of like the greatest showman. Exactly. His dude. He he had a very similar character arc in his, you know, in that movie where he became so big. that He kind of forgot where he, he came from. He forgot where he came from and what he was really exactly going for. And then from now on, these eyes will not be blinded by and just start singing. Not <laughs> blinded by the lights. From now on. Yes. Speaking of greatest showmen. musical? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. We need to make a musical though. I'd love to. We're not music people though. We are and not. that's the biggest part. Like you, you need to sit down with like a person that can write music and get them so that you, they like their story can, their story and music can be told. Yeah. Like, uh, but, but anyway, what I was going to say, speaking of greatest showman, uh, the people who wrote the music for that also did a movie called spirited and Carter and I just launched a new podcast coming out. Well, it's already out actually coming out tomorrow as a recording, but when you listen to this, it'll have been out for a couple two, weeks. two weeks. It's called Loudmouths or Loudmouth. The Loudmouth podcast. What did we name it? Loudmouths. <laughs> Loudmouths. Because there's four of us. There's four of us, yeah. And so what it is is we watch a movie. We, it's not a reaction, but we talk about what makes the movie good, what makes the movie bad, how we like the music, what how, the, how it was shot, uh, or just questions about the story, the writing, the characters. And then a, as the movie is actually going, we are having these discussions with each other. And so the, the podcast is meant to pair with the movie. Yes. So you listen to the podcast as you watch the movie. And that's what that new show is. So it's if really you want to go one. check that out, I think it was really good. The Spirited is the first movie we did. Great movie. So yeah, definitely go check that out. It's a it's fantastic. And on YouTube, I believe we'll have almost like a highlight reel of the episode, right? Yeah. So instead of having to watch like the, the funniest the whole two thing, hour, the funniest things we said, or yeah. the most interesting, mm. instead of a whole two hour listen to, probably like ten minutes of yeah. just the best parts of mm-hmm. the podcast. If you would like to check that out as well, but if you don't want to, keep listening to this podcast. We've got some good things coming. We do. Um, part two to this movie, definitely coming. Um, next time, I think we're going to bring like, we're going to do some more research about the locations. We're going to bring some notebooks to actually really write this because I'm excited about this story. This one's a fun one. I'm excited. Um, hit us up on a uh, discord and come play Splendor with us. We will. We will play Slender <laughs> with anyone who hits us up. <laughs> yeah. Hit us up on the, go to a, leave us a voice message. Tell us what your discord, uh, and we'll friend you. And we'll play some Splendor. We will. Be a that's time. not a joke. This is serious. <laughs> so, um, that's all for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we weren't too crazy seeing as how currently it is two fifty-five in the morning, almost three in the morning, but I think, yep. it, I think it ended up fine. I think it did too. I mean, I mean, I might be delusional, but it sounded, it seemed pretty good to me. <laughs> we wake up in the morning. We're going to be like, 
Well, we're we back. T- like, what, what did we talk about? That is not what I remember. This is awful. No, but I'm but, actually uh, excited. Anyway, let's jump back into the void. <laughs> 